Alright, you guys, here we go, episode number eight. So I was just getting into uh, the part of the story there where where, I, where I've been really, really diving into that dark side of the mental portion of this whole situation. And uh, and that's a real deal. The uh, depression, depression is a huge killer. Okay, depression is 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 something that uh some people just don't take serious and it's not that they're they're not taking it serious in an in an active sense it's they're not taking it serious because they're not identifying the fact that they actually have it going on okay and i i'm really bad about that actually i i uh i have a hard time admitting when i'm depressed but i actually so right now i'm kind of going through a depression of my own so um in the story yes i just started a, a depression there a deep dark situation but in in my current life right now i'm kind of in another one and and uh, like i said there's just a lot going on with my life right now i'm really hoping for some for some change here and and something to go a different direction a lot's happened and, and a lot's happened to everybody and i honestly feel like that's one of the biggest reasons i want to push these uh, these, this show out there and this story right now is because there is a lot of people a lot of people dealing with so many different things right now the effects of COVID the cost of living is just going through the roof you can't afford to travel anywhere um, some people are losing their homes they're losing their houses uh, they're, they're making decisions uh, I, I personally know people that are living in living in campers and tents i mean it, it's this this world is going crazy right now and one thing that uh one thing that is is a big factor and all that that the, we don't listen or think about we don't think about we don't listen sometimes we don't think about sometimes we don't listen to the little details that maybe our friends or our family throw out there there's little things out there that you know if we we really really pay attention and get into the deep core of the certain things that are being said and stuff you'll pick up little hints that maybe that person's fallen into some kind of depression and uh and i'm in one you know and it actually it took some it took somebody else's uh situation the other day to uh kind of give me that reminder that shane <laughs> you're falling back into a dark spot buddy so and what had happened there was I was talking to a good friend of mine and I and I'm always there for my friends. I'm always always there, you know. I've always got friends and, and people people reaching out to me and asking for advice and, and just an ear to listen to sometimes and maybe some input. But uh, I had a friend that that has been going through a very very bad uh, part of their life and 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 i and i've been trying to communicate with them on a pretty regular basis you know so uh um just because i mean that's what that's what they need you know you don't want to when you know there's something going on like that you don't want to just completely leave them in their own darkness sometimes you need to sometimes you need to at least turn on a little bit of a light for them you know and it's just it's just uh it's just how it is so that's kind of what i do and 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 I've done that for a long time now. I, I am the guy that everybody likes to reach out to, and I love it. 
I love the fact that I, I've got an experience like what I'm explaining and telling a story about. And some of my past experiences, I love that even as crappy as those situations were, I learned so much about the different situations individually. Every every situation I've been through, I absorb so much information. I love sharing it. I love when somebody reaches out to me and says, hey man, like this isn't exactly the same thing you went through, but what do you think about this? You know, I'm dealing with this. I love being able to say, you know what, man? Like, this is what I would try. You know, this this is how I handled the situation that I did that's kind of similar to that. And, and uh, this is what I tried and it worked for me. And, and it's just, it's awesome being able to have an answer for them and to be, uh, to be able to say something other than I don't know, you know, because there's a lot of situations where I do know and I, and I, I enjoy being able to say it. And I really enjoy, you know, a month later when they come back to me and they're like, Shane, that gosh, dang, man, like that was exactly what I had to do. Like that whole situation's changed itself now for the best. And, you know, I love that. I love getting that kind of feedback, but, but right now I'm kind of, I'm in this little funk and I was, I was dealing with that friend of mine that <clears throat> they've been, they've been dealing with a lot over, they've been dealing with a lot over the last year. So I've, I've been, I've been really trying to pay attention to them and be there for them as, as I can. And, and, uh, the other day they made it, they made a comment because we were talking about the them going to work okay and right now my work my stuff has came to a screeching halt for a few different reasons and uh and it and it you know for a long time i felt like it was just depressing or not depressing it was just frustrating and uh so i just i've, I've been trying all kinds of different things to to regain some kind of a an income and a build, you know, I've been out trying to do, do what I can physically. Uh, and, uh, based on the conditions, that's not a whole heck of a lot, but I I've got my, my advertising, my marketing stuff. I've been working on this, on the website. I've been working on these podcasts. I've been doing all kinds of things. And, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those deals where I'm trying, I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying but I'm not hitting the right, I'm not hitting the nail on at the right angle, you know. Uh, if you ever hammered in a nail and you're, you're just, you're trying to get that thing in there, you bend, you hit the edge of it, you bend it over, you're mad, so you straighten it out, you try it again, you bend it over the other direction. Pretty soon you got to pull that nail out of there and start completely over. Okay, so I mean that's that's what I've been doing. I've been I've been swinging and missing, swinging and missing, and. Uh, it's just uh what they said to me the other day really really just reset my mind and now it's a matter of of coming up with my stuff to to uh make my adjustments you know but uh she, she was like i just I, she's like i don't feel like uh i don't feel like doing anything she's like my sleep habits have went down the drain either i'm sleeping way too much or i'm not sleeping at all she said that uh, um, she doesn't she doesn't want to go to work, and this she's got a job that she enjoys doing. That's that's the sad part about that. 
So she's lost total motivation in doing the things she loves to do, even. So she said she, she went and talked to her counselor and stuff, and he reminded her, you're in a depression. You know, you're, you are in a depression. He's absolutely right. I mean, that's, and that's kind of what I've been telling her, you know, you need to, and that's, that's why, uh, I've really always pushed on her about counseling and, and, uh, you know, sometimes counseling comes in a lot of different forms. Now in my situation and story here, counseling is, uh, difficult. Like I said, the, uh, communication at this point in the story. Okay. So I'm in this, I'm in this situation, just a quick summary here. Life support, 100% paralyzed. We know this. I'm going through a, a really bad time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm in the ICU. I'm on the life support. I can't move. I can't talk. Okay. Um, I find out that my Jeep got stolen and, uh, I lost my girlfriend. Um, that I have a kid with, uh, my, my, one of my best friends, uh, kids passed away and I can't be there for that. My condition is not getting any better. It stopped getting worse, but it's not getting any better. Okay. I'm, I'm in a pause of some kind in this whole situation where things aren't changing. Okay, and as a matter of fact, I, I reached a point in time here where the ventilator found a weakness in my left lung, and we actually, I collapsed the lung. So we're going to add a collapsed lung <laughs> to this situation. So now I wake up, they, they wake me up at one point, and I have these tubes sticking out of the left side of my ribcage. And I can feel this. Now remember... Like I said, par paralysis in this situation is, is a little different than a lot of people make the assumption on. In this situation, I'm feeling everything. So I can feel this tube going through my rib cage, in between the ribs, through the cartilage, into my, into my chest cavity. Okay, I can feel it. Okay, and I can really, really feel it when a nurse comes in and rolls me up onto that just a little bit to make an adjustment and this tube's moving and it, it just, what a nightmare. Not a, not a good feeling. So I've got a lot going on and I've got a lot going on there to legitimately be depressed about, okay? So, but I've also told you that the communication, that not being able to talk part of this whole thing, it's a, it's a real... A real struggle that's that was the most challenging part of this whole situation was not being able to talk because i could feel certain things but being able to present those things to the staff that's in there to try to help me well that's not a that's not exactly easy so it's just it's frustrating it's mentally exhausting and uh in and out in and out of the coma and waking up to a new situation and and whatnot I started getting these, uh, the, uh, hopefully everybody's heard of it. If not, I'll, I'll explain it really quick, but phantom, phantom pains and stuff that, you know, people, amputees, it's a very common thing with an amputee. Okay. You, you break your leg so bad or get it crushed or something. And, and the only option you have is to remove that portion of the leg. So you are missing a leg. Okay. 
phantom pains, even though that leg is gone, the neurological system and the mind are just powerful, powerful tools. Now, like I was just explaining, my body falling into a deep, dark depression took over my whole situation. Okay, that's how powerful the mind is. But the mind is so powerful that you can sense pain in a body part that's no longer there. So like an amputee will, will, uh, he might be missing the whole lower part of his left, left leg, nothing there. And his left foot will be killing him. The pain, the feeling, it, it's a real deal. It, it sounds, it sounds, uh, kind of ghostly. <laughs> but but it's a real thing okay so i start experiencing something real similar to that it's it's a it, it's type of the same or part of the same network there the the network in the body that actually transmits the mind to gain that feeling and that 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 whole whole thing there okay that part of me is starting to fire okay so I'm laying there and I remember laying there and they so they got me I'm on my back okay I'm I'm propped up a little bit with the bed not a whole heck of a lot they've got pillows two or three on each side to have my arms up on so my arms are up on these pillows my feet are up on some pillows down there and I I'm just completely not doing anything in this bed i'm laying there like a like a dead fish i'm just not not doing anything i mean there's not even a toe twitch coming out of this okay and that's i wasn't getting anything in my fingers there was absolutely nothing going on and i'm laying there and i remember wake they brought me up and i'm i'm just kind of laying there and i'm i'm trying to wake up so i'm like trying to gather my thoughts open my eyes a little bit I'm staring at the ceiling and I felt like my right arm like I because I was thinking about it so hard I I really wanted to you know when you wake up and one of your first things is you just kind of reach up put your hand on your face and maybe you rub your eyes a little bit to try to try to rub the sleep out of out of them to help bring yourself to life Okay, so I'm laying there, and this is exactly what I feel. I feel my right arm lift up off that pillow and come up and touch my forehead. And I just kind of cradled my hand over my forehead. And then I set it back down, and I thought about it for a second, and I was like, holy smokes, I just moved. And I got excited. Like, I... Uh, one thing that I could kind of move a little bit was my head, just a little bit side to side, not very dang much, just a little bit. Um, and that was kind of kind of the way that was the whole time. There was, I, I lost the movement, but I had like a twitch that I could get out of it. But and I and I start doing that, and I'm blinking my eyes really fast, and my dad jumps out of that chair, and I'm trying to tell him like and i and i feel like my mouth is moving so i'm still doing it i feel like my mouth is is doing this stuff and, I, and i'm trying to talk and i'm getting frustrated because there's no sound coming out but i'm trying to tell him that i just 
moved my arm, man. It's like, Dad, I just picked my arm up and I touched my forehead. Like, I'm excited because, you know, every time the doctors would come in there and, and kind of give me an update, every time they'd wake me up, they'd come in there and they'd give me just kind of a fast run through. And they'd always tell me about certain things we're watching for, you know. And one, one of the things was, was that they were, they were stressing to me and uh, they were stressing to my dad and, and everybody that that my thumbs, that my thumbs were typically gonna be in, in most cases, the first thing that I got a little bit of movement out of would be my thumbs. Okay, and that, uh, that was kind of embedded into my head, you know? So when I wake up and I feel like I just picked my right arm up and set it on my head, I'm excited. I am, I'm freaking out and my dad's standing there and I'm trying, trying to tell him, Hey man, I just moved and, and, and something clicked with my dad. Cause he, he's like looking at me. So, so I don't know if you get a little bit of the, of the lip reading down. If I, my mouth was actually moving a little bit there, I don't know what the deal was there, but he somehow, he's like, nothing he's like looks at me and he's like son nothing's happening like i'm sitting there and i can still feel that my arm is moving i'm moving it for him it's not moving it's all in my mind it's all it's all a mental trigger it's 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 the the neurological system the mental system the body is so powerful this is just and that's why i i really feel like this whole experience is is horrible as this whole situation is. The one thing that really stands out to me is how fascinating this is. So this happens to me, and this is the first time I experienced this. Okay, we're we're like a month month in, uh, maybe five weeks or so, six weeks, about six weeks probably, and. Uh, I'm experiencing this, this, this phantom effect. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. And it starts to turn into a regular thing for me. Okay. It starts to turn into this regular experience. Okay. That was the very first one was me getting excited over. I just picked my arm up, but it didn't happen. That arm never even twitched. And this starts to turn into a regular thing. And it's driving me absolutely crazy. Okay, so I got this this depression setting in. Okay, and then I I had that sudden burst there where I thought I moved, and I was like, oh my god, thing something's changing. This is changing. And then my dad breaks the news to me that no, <laughs> nothing's moving, man. It's in your head, dude. So like then I had to fall back. So I, I just go back to my little depressive thing there and I'm just sitting there like wondering what in the heck is that because I'd never experienced anything like that in my life and I honestly at that point in time I didn't know a whole lot of people that were amputees or anything that had shared the experiences of like phantom pains and stuff I didn't have much of that in my life I, I I'm completely inexperienced with all this I have no idea what's going on with it so I'm laying there and uh as time goes on there, I'm, I'm like, I feel myself moving and I know that I'm not. Okay. And, and part of it was, I felt like there was one day I remember very clearly I'm laying in this bed 
and they got my feet propped up so I can see just looking down my body and the way they had my head propped up I can see my feet down there okay and I had my eyes closed and I'm laying laying in bed and the same deal I was coming out of one of the comatose states there where they wiped me out for a few days and uh, I'm laying there and I got my eyes shut but I know that I'm kind of awake because I can hear people talk and, and I and I got stuff going on somebody had just walked out of the room too I remember and uh, my door had shut and I'm laying there and I feel my right foot moving back and forth I was just rolling the foot I wasn't pulling the toes up or anything I was just rolling the foot side to side down there letting it roll back and forth on that pillow and I'm just I, I feel that excitement start to build up again like okay something's moving and I open my eyes while I'm doing it because now I'm like trying to catch it and it was it was kind of entertaining in a way because I can feel it I got my eyes shut and I feel my foot rolling side to side I'm gonna open my I'm gonna jump my eyes open I'm gonna catch that thing moving because I know it's moving open my eyes and it's perfectly still it's it's a it's a slap in the dang face sometimes is what it is because you're like so convinced that it's happening you know but it you're so convinced because the doctors and everybody's coming in there like yeah you know we're just waiting for things to start coming back you know and nerves nerves remyelinate so as i was telling everybody this is a demyelinating situation okay and what and as i've explained in the, in the other episodes of that the myelin that protective coating on my nerves is completely damaged there's no signal making it through there because of the damages that the damages are allowing the signal to escape before it gets to its destination so nerves remyelinate at like a millimeter a day Okay, in 24 hour period of time kind of the average thought there i mean it's a little more sometimes a little less but they remyelinate they do remyelinate you can regenerate myelin myelin on your nerves and, and rebuild and sometimes the whole nerve itself will reroute and rebuild and it's like i said the neurological system is just crazy it's so fascinating but but yeah millimeter per 24 hours now i'm i've got this in my mind because the doctors have explained it to me there was one doctor that would come in there he was really really thorough about how how he explained the situation to me because he was really trying to get me to understand the situation and and what the disease was you know and, I, and that was really good that he was doing that but i i was so inexperienced with stuff that i and not knowing anything about it beforehand so now I'm trying to learn about it, but I'm trying to learn about it while I'm stressed out about it. And it's 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 kind of a, a real gray situation there. So so it's it's been put into my head, you know, your nerves are remyelinating, but it takes it takes a long time. Like there's a lot of healing. You and my case I've had so much damage that it's literally gonna take a long time. This journey is not going to be a fast one. This is this is in my in in my mind. I'm still trying to get a grip on that at this time. So I'm being explained. You know, you're 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 regenerating. So I know it's possible because the doctor has told me, hey, it's possible. This is this is what's going to happen. And hopefully, I mean, and he, and he was clear and honest about it as well. He said, you know, it, some people don't recover. You know, some people don't the damage is so bad that they don't recover out of it 
and uh myself i am one of those guys i am one of them that's had such extensive damage that i've got a lot of parts of me that it didn't recover but i i've been a real determined guy and i i redevelop new ways to adapt to that loss if that makes sense so so i'm laying in this bed and i've been told over and over hey this is possible and and they're telling me what to expect and stuff and one of the things they told me to expect is that is that those distal things you know the the thumbs moving and stuff you know so I've, i've got it in my mind it's embedded there and so when i when i'm laying there and i'm feeling it god it feel it felt so real it just it really did and uh but this whole time like i still got a lot of a lot of the uh, the crazy dreams were going on as a matter of fact this time i uh i had a i had a dream when i got into the depression now a real influencer in my life was my uncle george okay this is my mom's my mom's brother and he was a big part of my life so my dad was out chasing drilling rigs and stuff and uh, my uncle george was like one of the most important people to me he was the guy i looked up to he was he was just the guy that that was always there and uh and taught me so much i learned so much from this guy and he was he was the guy i wanted to be like you know i wanted to always be like uncle george when i grow up you know so very important man to me and he sadly he uh, we lost him uh to a suicide and uh was one of one of my biggest life-changing experiences but uh, I'm gonna get into some of them stories down the road here, but but I lost I lost George to a suicide, and and part of it was his his uh, his weakness to his own battles. Okay, that's kind of kind of where that stemmed from there, and and what the deal was. So one of the dreams at this time, at this roughly six weeks in mark, one of the dreams that that fell into place with me that I had kind of over and over there was myself. I was dreaming about myself being out behind this hospital. I, I remember I got up out of bed again, like I did in the first dream. In this dream, I get up out of bed and I walked outside. And for some reason, my room, you walked out of the hallway. I went through this doorway and I was in the alley behind the hospital. And I'm standing back there and I'm looking around and I could tell my body was damaged and it was weakened. And I was having a really hard, like it, the situation had some reality in the dream as well. And uh, I'm standing there and I'm looking out in front of me and there's these ramps that go down and these staircases that go down from the level that I was on that go down to this alleyway. And I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God, you know, I... I want to move forward, but I can't. I want to I want to walk down there, but I can't. And I hear my uncle say something. So I heard this voice. I turn to the right, and he is standing there. And he starts talking to me about uh, trying trying to get a hold of my feelings and stuff. And he's and talking about weakness. And he's like, you need to walk down these ramps. He's pushing me to take some steps and whatnot. And it's... It was, I'd wake up, so these dreams, I'd have those. It'd be just little, little, little situations like that. Those little, little words of encouragement that I would get in these dreams. 
And then I'd wake up and I'd lay there and I'd think about it for an hour, you know? So it was really something that was in, in my head there. And, and, uh, with all the, the phantom movements and stuff going on and that, that excitement and weirdness, but also with the depression that just every time I figure out, yeah, I'm not moving <laughs> that depression. So like these little pep talks I was getting in my dreams, they were actually really good for me. They, uh, they were something, something different. And I, that there was just so much weird going on, but with chest tubes going in and my lung collapsing, I mean, it's just, my body was going through so much at this time, so much at this time. I, I hadn't talked to my kids in a long time. The longest stretch time, not talking to my kids, I was there and, uh, it was just, it was, it was, it was definitely the center of the first big dark spot. I had this positive excitement that would fly up and then I would get shut down. I had my uncle, uh, falling into my, into my dreams and, and throwing some different, different thoughts at me and stuff. I had the guy across the hall. I still have a letter that he wrote to my dad. This, this guy that was in the hall or the room across the hall swears up and down that at some point in time I sat up. So he might've been having some weird dreams or something too, but he wrote my dad a little letter about it before he left the ICU. And I, I actually still have that. So really cool stuff. But, but yeah, we're in the middle of this deep, dark depression here. We're, we're having trouble communicating. We get into the next step. So we're going to actually talk about some of the ways that we eventually start to, uh, to communicate a little better and whatnot. And we're going to just continue on with this little story in episode number nine. So we'll see you there. Thanks, you guys. Have a good afternoon. God bless.